All that is lost is found, and everything in life goes round. Just when you think you everything, you begin beginning. All that is lost is found, and everything in life goes round. Just when you think you have everything, you have got to begin beginning. Hello and welcome to the Womb Centered Healing Podcast. I'm Sama Morning Star, and today I have a wonderful interview to share with you that I did with Amy Branham, who is an herbalist in Northern California, not too far from where I live, who has been taking her herbal preparations to the fire survivors in outside of Chico in the Paradise and Chico area to support them with herbal healing. Now, this is something that some of you may be aware of that I have been doing for the past number of years in my community, preparing lung support balms and teas for my community on an ongoing basis to support us in recovering from the trauma of the fires, both physically and emotionally. And I feel that herbal wisdom, the wise woman nourishing our body with herbs way is a powerful womb-centered healing approach and our and this wise woman way has been something that is just so powerful to heal any ailment um through nutrition through herbs through the plants and um, so I'm so excited to share this interview with you, with Amy, and and encourage you to um, make a donation to her project. She c- c- plans on continuing to go to these areas where people have lost their homes, lost everything they owned in this very big, ferocious and fast-moving fire that destroyed the entire town of Paradise and parts of Chico, and who are now entering into the winter season here in California with, um, with nothing, with no, without the comforts, the normal comforts of home, and and are suffering greatly, and lined up to become very sick and have. Uh, a lot of ailments and uh, aren't getting the kind of support necessarily that herbs can give where it helps, where herbs will help to prevent um, deeper illnesses to set in if we can give the body the support that, that it needs. So listen to this interview, enjoy, and I hope you'll support Amy's project. All right, here it is. Hello and welcome to the Womb Centered Healing Temple. I'm Sama Morningstar and I have Amy with me here today who I'm for an interview. This is an impromptu interview. I am talking with Amy because I met her through the Moon Mountain Festival. I've been following this festival, wanting to go to this festival. It takes place every summer near my house, near my home. Um, 
couple hours away and I've been intrigued by this festival for some time and noticed that Amy was bringing herbal healing support to folks that are recovering from their town burning down in paradise, which isn't very far. Now, I, this experience is very near and dear to me as my town mostly burned down three years ago. And, um, and I was offering herbal healing support in the aftermath of the fire as well. So I reached out to Amy and said, let's do an interview. Um, let's see if our community can, our larger global community can come together to support us. I know many of the people in, in my, in the womb temple community have been very concerned about us here in Northern California and Southern California too, with all the fires that are going on. So um, I thought we could, you could introduce yourself, Amy, and, and we could have a conversation about how we're supporting our communities through herbal medicine um, and herbal healing uh, you know that that helps us on so many levels physically emotionally um helps our nervous system helps on so many levels and we could just have a conversation about that so so please do introduce yourself a little bit more tell us about your background as an herbalist as an activist as a community support person and and tell us about this project that that you're doing of you don't even live really very close to the area that burned but you are tra traveling there to bring this medicine there. So please tell us more about that. Yeah, um, so I'm an hour away from Paradise. Okay. Mm -hmm. so, um, it's not too far of a drive, but it's the drive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, my name is Amy Branham and I am, I've been a herbalist for about 18 years. Um, I first studied in Appalachia and now I'm living in, uh, here in Northern California. Um, have it my own pr private practice and then I also teach at the Wild Temple School of Yoga and Herbalism and we teach herbal certification courses there. So um, I do that and I also work with flower essences a lot so especially in relation to the fires I feel like that's very important for healing the emotional traumas. Um, you can see people with even one dose they lighten up they feel a lot better, they relax more, depending on what's going on. So um, we were very lucky to be able to share flower essences with, for, to give just like a little bit of immediate healing um, while we were out there. Can you share a little so, bit, Amy? Can, I'm, I'm really curious to hear um, what you know. I haven't worked with flower essences as much, although I have worked with them some. But I would love to hear more about how that works, how the flower essences work. Uh, do you make your own flower essences, and and why do they? Why are they so helpful emotionally for people? Okay, yeah, um, flower essences are actually a huge passion of mine too because I have seen people make amazing changes in their life with them. Um, so they work more on the energetic level, kind of. The closest thing you can relate them to is homeopathics, but it's not homeopathics. Um, but they work to heal emotional traumas and emotional blockages. So in my idea of it is that whatever's holding us back, whether that can be things like shyness or not being able to use your voice or not having good boundaries or 
um, in these instances, uh, experiencing trauma and we kind of shut down. Maybe we shut down our heart or we shut down, um, or it's really fear state. Um, flower essences, you have to find the specific one that you need, but they will help to relieve that. And they actually help to um, help us release those traumas that we're holding. So they'll help us to process it in a better way, a more positive way. You know, that's amazing to hear you say that. And I'd like to share a little bit of story, story about my recent experience with flower essences that it, because it's so subtle it's not like it like knocks you over the head and 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 suddenly things are different but it kind of feels like that and i wonder how much um has to do with the flower essences so as you know the trauma well maybe you know but recovering from a major trauma like running for your life from a fast moving firestorm like what we're having in california i mean we're talking think dragon attack yeah okay? think you know the hobbit and smog, smog coming out of the mountain and attacking the town i mean that's the kind of fire we're talking about and um but more like think 10 dragons or 20 dragons right just like right so when you're running for your life from that and then you come back and half the town is burned and everybody's rebuilding, that is a long-term recovery process. I'm talking years. Yes. Years and years. Could be for the rest of your life. Every time you smell smoke, even if it's just uh, somebody lighting a fire in their fireplace, there's a, a triggered emotional response it can send you into fight and flight mode again so it can be very challenging to reset the system to be in the relaxed state of mind and being that we need to to flourish in life and and so for me i have many many tools in my healing practice that i've collected over the years and that i use regularly for myself flower essences i've known about but i haven't really dived in although i've made my own flower essences with the plants in my in my yard at sometimes and um and i know about their emotional component but i had a a naturopath tell me recently in a wellness meeting with her because I've been having heart palpitations, light heart palpitations. They're not heavy duty. I'm very sensitive to energy, but I can feel this, you know. And she said, it's on a scale of one to 10, I'm at a one with the heart palpitations. And, but so it's an energetic thing of like a little bit of a panic attack, you know, like a little bit that, that's, a, that's from the chronic stress of, of constantly being triggered every year when there's fires in the summer and thinking, oh my gosh, I want to move to Saskatchewan, you know? <laughs> and, um, and so uh, so she said, here, get this particular flower essence blend. Well, okay, amongst all the other things, the supplements and all this and all my practices and I didn't get this, the flower essence blend right away, but I got a message from someone, one of my friends on Facebook said, hey, I wanna send you a free sample of these flower essences. And I said, okay, sounds great. And she sent me this beautiful little box, beautifully packaged. They were all about, you know, 
resetting your inner alignment with your human essence. I don't know, the beautiful languaging about it, right? Three different ones and little affirmations you're supposed to say. And I was like, okay, perfect. I didn't have to like call up the company and make the special order that my naturopath asked me to do, told me to do. I just started taking these flower essences and since I've been taking those flower essences, I've had huge shifts yes. energetically. Yes. And I've also been doing a whole bunch of other things too. Uh, so it's really hard to like pinpoint mm -hmm. that. But as you're talking about it, I'm realizing, oh, these flower essences are a subtle and yet potent component of the medicine that's happening for me right now. Mm -hmm. And and it's easy to overlook them because they're just little blossoms over there in the corner that are just, you know, giving us this, this energy. So I'd love to hear you share more about um, how you know from working with your clients that it's the flower essences that are really doing their magic. Yeah. Um, so that's what, you know, I talk to people a lot about this, the subtlety of the flower essences but they but how amazingly strong they are in making differences in your life so um sometimes i have clients that come and when they return they say oh i don't think the flower essences are working you know and and we go on and we talk and this is why my example i share with people a lot but we talk for a while for the hour and then i say well what about this situation that was your biggest situation mm -hmm. last week and they say oh that's not bothering me anymore <laughs> you know and and i'm like that was the plot that's what <laughs> we gave flower assistance for that reason you know and so, so sometimes it just allows you to let go of a thought or let go of an obsession or let go of that blockage that you know prevents you from getting to the next level mm -hmm. and so i see it all the time um, the a good thing to know about flower essence is, is the more you need it, the stronger it works. So in the moment, that's when people really see the difference. So especially if they're using it for public speaking or um, social anxiety. I have a lot of clients that have social anxiety and I have, I give them a formula and they're like, they say that, you know, they'll get all nervous and they will go step aside, go get, go to their purse, take their formula, come back and everything's okay. You know, wow. and so it, it really works within seconds. The, the more you need it, the, the stronger you'll see, oh, whoa, I feel completely different now. Or I just let go of that thing that was, you know, really controlling my mind for a moment, you know? So, so I, I find, go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, I've had people, uh, many people, they'll quit their jobs, they, find, they start the job of their dreams, or they divorce their partners, you know, they get out of their bad situations, and, you know, I mean, this doesn't happen with everyone, but it does happen. People, I think it helps you to just become um, the ultimate person that you can be without all of these things that we've, these blocks we've set up as we've, you know, grown up and everything and kind of, we're letting, holding ourselves back with. So if you find the right ones, you can actually move through all of that. You know, it's interesting because my understanding of flower essences, the way they work, and you might be able to add to this or correct me if something is not quite it, but when I learned about making flower essences and how they work, the way it works is that 
the, you impart the energy vibration of the flower into some water. Yes. And various ways of doing that. And you meditate with that flower to get a sense of what energetic, what emotional energetic that flower is giving mm -hmm. for us to support us. And then, so you have one flower at a time in the water and then you can mix and match different emotional gifts from the flower realms, different emotional energies um, to create a formula for example yeah. but then so what you're basically doing is when you take a drop of that flower essence that water that is vibrating at that flower's frequency uh -huh. then that water touches all of the water in you yes and makes you vibrate to that frequency so my question is and i kind of feel like it's true i'm answering my own question as i'm saying it is when i kiss my husband I'm the flower essence for him because <laughs> I've seen and I'm not giving him drops of flower essences, although I'm considering it. Uh, I've seen so much change in him effortlessly taking mm -hmm. place too. Of course, he is, he's amenable to it. He is moving in that direction anyway, but there can be very effortless, you know, movement and healing that can happen when you you because just it's the same putting a drop of the flower essence in your mouth as giving somebody a kiss or a hug my water molecules get close to their water molecules and their water molecules start vibrating to that same frequency that mine are because i just took some flower essences do you find that 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 people can be flower essences for each other <laughs> i love that. i love that idea we can be flower essences for each other um so um, yeah, I think so in, I, I guess the way that I think about it is slightly different way. Um, the way I look at it is that when we take those drops of that vibrational essence of the flower, that it goes in to the place where we need it and kind of does its job, cleans it out or things like that. But I love that thought. I've just never had it that we become that, that vibrational essence of that flower um, for a moment. But either way you want to look at it, I think both ways, you know, that, that flower is doing its work on us wherever it needs to. And because of that, we can, that's what we're reflecting back out into the world, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, yes, in that way, we can become flower essences for each other. <laughs> and <laughs> I definitely see people you know, when, when they start taking the essences, they shine and, and this life comes out of them and, you know, it, it, like it, yeah, it like it emits from that person, you know, and, and other people see that and other people take it on. And I do feel like it's healing to all of us for each person to, to work on themselves. But the flower essences are just a little bit faster than doing your own personal work, I feel. I feel like they, I call them psychotherapy in a bottle, you know, it's like oh. sometimes, sometimes we can just take our essence and we have still have to do the work, but it's a little bit easier to process it all. I see. So it facilitates or lubricates or nourishes. The yeah, I, I feel like it kind of, it just opens those channels back up that we've shut down or that, or maybe that were never open. 
um, or maybe that were closed before we were born, you know? So I feel like it opens that back up. Somehow those flower, the plants, not just really, there's a lot of other plants, but um, they just have this, they know what we need somehow, and they have a certain gift to impart. And if we take the right one, it will help us to do that. And so my, my next question is about, are there particular, is there a t particular um, formula of flower essences that you're finding particularly helpful for people recovering from the trauma of having their town burned down and also the actual physical environmental stressors of having a lot of smoke in the air uh, and toxicity in the air and in the environment because of the fires? Yeah, I wish I would have grabbed um, a, a bottle to actually show. I just didn't realize we talked so much about flower essences, but um, I want to give thanks for a minute to FES, the Flower Essence Society, because they did donate flower essences to us, oh, um, flower essence blends, and uh, they make uh, the five flower formula, which is also Rescue Remedy in the Bach world. Um, so they did, donated two cases of flower uh, rescue uh, five flower formula. They donated uh, their flourish blend, which is their sprays. So they have uh, spray blends that are ones called Fear Less and um, ones Grief Relief. Uh, there, one of my favorite ones is the for the smoke and toxicity in the air is um, it's called YES Yarrow Environmental Solution. It's made with uh, all the yarrows, uh, has salt water in there, and it is it was made specifically for um, environmental pollution. And I think they even actually made it originally for uh, people that were exposed to radioactive uh, pollution. So um, that one is that one alone is amazing for me, even just for being out in public honestly <laughs> for um when when i feel super sensitive you know when i go to an airport or whatever i i will even use that then but that one in particular i think is amazing for uh helping to print like just strengthen our shield against the pollution of the of what's going on so we were spraying that in the tea because we, we were serving large uh vats of tea so that definitely went into everyone's tea um, and we were also adding it to their herbal formulas, you know, and um, yeah, so they were, but, but there were some people we would allow them to, you know, and say, which one would you, which one do you feel like you might need? And because of those names on there, they could choose them more easily. So, you know, one girl, she was like, can I have some of the fear one, you know, and she was a young teenage girl, you know, and I, was, I just, I kind of just touched my heart, you know, I know that even though she, she wasn't showing fear in the moment, you know, she was like, yeah, that's the one I need, you know? So, um, that's, those are the FES ones, but I do, I can talk about specific other flower essences that I would use individual ones for this situation. Uh -huh. I would love to hear that if you so okay. is donated, but then you have specific flowers that you yeah. Have. Well, I these were donated and they're amazing blends to use, um, and and they're really uh, community friendly because you can spray yourself, you know, you can spray your family, you can spray it into your you know kids. It's great. You can spray it into their mouth or just onto their pulse points. So people were putting on their pulse points. You know, I love these blends and I think they're very easy for. Um, for 
the general society to say, okay, this one's for grief and it works really well. It has all those flower essences and it. it's already a blend that's already made. Um, so I think those are amazing for people that have not researched into flower essences. They can just look at the label, they can find them and then they can experience how much it changes them, you know? But um, <clears throat> uh, individual flower essences that I like to put together as a blend um, or use in blends are Mimulus, number one is for fear, known fears. And so that's, that's one that I would use probably uh, very regularly for these kind of things. Um, people that are having anxiety. Um, white chestnut is for uh, when you're when your mind kind of spins out, that anxiety spinning out, it's, you can't, this, the, it's like your thoughts are on a hamster wheel. People use it a lot right before they go to bed because they can't get their mind to just stop, you know? Um, so uh, white chestnut is, an, is a great one for that. Other ones are bleeding heart for uh, loss of a loved one, or, you know, I think everyone is experiencing grief, whether they, they lost a friend or not there, you know? Um, so bleeding heart is amazing for that. It just helps things to, it helps you to deal with it a little better, you know? Um, and that can, you know, in general, that can be for even if you have breakups and things like that, or someone moves away. Um, but I think I love bleeding heart for that reason. Um, trying to think of what other things off of the top of my head, uh, other than that, the Yara environmental solution is, definitely one of the top ones um and hmm. oh uh borage is for it's for uh depression and the courage to come out of depression people say borage is for courage but it's for the courage to like step out and be a little uh just have a little more optimism um oregon grape is wait no, i'm not i'm sorry not oregon grape but uh Scotch broom is for, which is, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys have it there, but it's, it's a, uh, invasive weed in, in this area, but it's actually for, uh, for pessimism in towards what's happening in the world. So that's a great one for this time, you know, <laughs> what's going on in our time and our politics and everything, but it's for people that are like, have that sense of like, gosh, you know, doom, like nothing's going right and is this world ever going to get it together or is our government ever going to get it together? So, or, or just like pessimism in general, um, scotch broom is a great one for that. Yeah. So I might think of some more later, but those are the those are probably my top ones. Well, and, and you mentioned the big pot of tea that you were, yeah, uh, that you were putting the flower essences into and hello there, feline. <laughs> Who's this? Uh, this is Crescent. Crescent. Hello, Crescent. He doesn't like to not sit on the lap, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell us, uh, I would love to hear about your, your journey going to Paradise after the fire, or Chico, mm -hmm. and, and bringing you know, what you brought, of course, we know you brought, brought these donated flower essences, and it sounds like you brought supplies to make a big pot of tea. Mm -hmm. um, I know you had some, we talked before, and you shared you had some challenges 
finding the right spot to set up shop to to offer these donations. I know you you might have also mentioned that you, did you bring any kind of topical balms uh, and stuff? So I would love to hear about your journey, gathering all of these supplies, products, and bringing them and setting up and offering them to the people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, the way I did it was totally grassroots style. And I honestly only, I talked to a few people. I have, uh, I teach a class and so I have a few students and I said, you know what, we're going to, instead of having class, we're going to take the class to Chico on the weekend and, and go and serve tea and, and other remedies. And besides that, I just posted on Facebook. I do have, you know, a lot of wonderful herbal friends and um, I said we need donations we need herbs and we're gonna take you know we're gonna take all the, as much medicine as we can up to Chico and try to get it to the people so um, that's honestly all I did and uh, Alex Alexandra Wilderness from the Moon Mountain Gathering she uh, she helped to spread it and spread the word um, through her network, but also, you know, people just, people just passed it on, on Facebook, and um, so we took up donations, um, and uh, friend, local friends, and people from all over started shipping me things, shipping me herbs, which was really beautiful, and makes me feel really supported, and, and trying to get this medicine out, um, or in my passion, you know. So, uh, anyways, we took we uh, we just got donations through my PayPal account, and um, uh, and we had a, a medicine making day here, <laughs> or a couple of medicine making days here, and uh, just busted it out and made syrups. Um, I was trying to. I was told there weren't maybe people wouldn't have access to make teas as well, right. so. Um, so we made, we did make a, a, quite a few tea blends, but we tried to focus more on making, that's why I made syrups, because it was a little faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had tinctures donated um, between different people, and we made chest rubs. Mm-hmm. Um, I ran out of jars, only had like, I realized I only had a few like salve jars to make chest rubs, so we made roll-on uh, chest rubs. Um, but those were people were very grateful for those, you know, they were like, okay, yeah, sure. But then they'd open it up and be like, oh yeah, this is what we need, you know? And <laughs> like, oh. yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're like, here, try this here, smell it, you know? Cause I know that when they inhaled that, it probably felt really good, you know? So, um, so yeah, we had a couple of medicine making days here and just busted out a lot of medicine, packed it up and took it with us. Um, and there, uh, we made we made uh, big vats of tea. Uh, another herbalist who I did not even know until that day. Um, she we had she found out about it on Facebook. We connected on Facebook, and she was like, "I'll bring the big thing, tea serving things, whatever they're called. I'm not sure." Um, and so we could that way we could make a few gallons at, or serve a few gallons at a time. And so uh, yeah, we just sat out there. We poured tea all day. Um, we had a local restaurant here, South Pine. Uh, they made a hundred wraps, burrito wraps, and and delivered wow. them too. Yeah, it was wow. it was very kind and generous of them, and they came out with us. Um, 
So it was an amazing day. And when we got there, uh, we were trying to find where's the best shelter to go to um, or, you know, where we could access the most people. I didn't care where it was. And um, uh, my cat. <laughs> Very cute and endearing. But you know, I'm really enjoying that smuggly. Um, yeah. She likes to put her arms around my neck, so. Um, but uh, anyway, um, when we got there, we were trying to find the best shelter to go to. Uh, and we went to one uh, that was at a church. I'm trying to remember the name of it right now. And the great thing about the Red Cross is they're providing a warm, dry place for people. They're feeding them. You know, I don't want to put them into negative of a light, but for people that are trying to offer other services, they're definitely a hindrance for us, you know? Um, so we, we, that's a lot of the conversation I've been having with other people are trying to do this is where can we go? So we tried to go to a shelter and they said they were nice. They said, yeah, you can set up over there in the far side of the parking lot, but we had very, very little traffic over there, you know? So not what we wanted to do. We wanted to, we just wanted to get stuff out. Um, so we did stay for a while and tried it out, but, but honestly it was just, you know, we were like, we're not getting to as many people as we want to. And I, you know, I said, could you at least spread the word, tell them that we're out here. Um, and they did come and get the Red Cross workers came and got some burritos, but they didn't tell anyone to come get remedies, you know? So we did get to give out some there. And I mean, some people even, you know, took some and came, were like, you know, okay, I need this many more for these other people that are staying here. You know, people came back um, in this small amount of time we were there. But uh, it was just a little bit of, you know, we felt the, the block that we could not access as many people as we wanted to, you know, if we would have been able to set up just where the entrances were or, you know, where people could have just seen us, it would have been better. Mm -hmm. And we could have gotten tea to people. Um, we weren't just trying to give it to the evacuees. We're also trying to give it to volunteers. You know, I would have loved to be able to give it to uh, firefighters and stuff, but we just, that was our first day. We're trying to find out where to go. And so um, we left the shelter parking lot and went to the Walmart parking lot where people have heard about the tent city that was there and um, that was the day that they were actually trying to clear people out so when we got there there were no longer the thousand tents or anything but there were probably I don't know a hundred people maybe more and uh, and it was great to get to serve them also because these were the people that didn't have cars to move to a shelter. They were kind of just lingering and, um, uh, and definitely, you know, they needed the tea and everything just as bad. Um, but then there were also people that were, you know, going to Walmart and things. So they would, they would come over. We were right there on the edge of the parking lot. So, um, uh, there though, we were, we were welcome there. And the people that were trying to clear, move people out of there, which I understood, you know, they were trying to get them to shelter because the rains were coming. It is pouring rain right now here, so, yes. um, which is great. <laughs> um, but uh, um, they were, you know, they said, okay, here's these people giving medicine. They're great. Keep them here. Don't get rid of them. Just, you know, if, if you guys could encourage people to 
leave and get the rides out to get to the other shelters, you know? So um, that was just the, that was the hindrance we had with trying to give away free remedies <laughs> and um, not be able to do it the way that we wanted to. But like I said, once we were there, we could give it, we gave it out to volunteers. We gave it to everyone that was around. And it's not just, um, it's not just the people that are living in the shelters that we're trying to give remedies to. It's also for anyone that's experiencing it. And so someone came and, she, and they were, they were there handing out things. They were volunteers, but she, you know, she said, we live right down the road and she said since the smoke had come her children she had three children and she's like all of their lungs are really bad they're really congested and you know and i was like yes you need you need these things too you know it's it's just as important i think a lot of people don't know that they can do teas and things to help move this stuff out before it sets in as an infection or whatever it's going to do yeah, that's that's something I've been working to educate my community about that as well because and you know because we've got the emotional component of having your town burn down. Yeah. Right? We've also and, and but that affects not only the people in the town and who and who had homes that burned down, but also the people that took them in. You yeah. know, the, the neighboring town that took them in and supported them because it's really painful to watch your neighbor going through something mm -hmm. like that. And that can be an emotionally stressful too. But not only that, it's the smokes in the air and the fear that we don't, I mean, this is so unpredictable what's happening in our state right now. There's a lot of crazy ideas about it too. Uh, some could be true. We don't know, you know, um, just the way things are happening it doesn't seem to make sense there used to there's it seems like wildfires used to have a certain sense about them and it doesn't seem to be making any sense right now how things are moving and so that's very stressful to everyone because anyone anywhere i mean last year santa rosa Mm -hmm. right? Santa Rosa is a huge city. It's not a small town out in the woods, right? It's not just the small towns out in the woods anymore. Yeah. And so it's entire towns, like entire whole towns. Yeah. And, and then, you know, seeing pictures of, wow. And, and seeing homes, like even in my town going by homes that burned down, all the trees are still there and alive, but the home burned down. How yeah. did that, you know, so these questions and, and the stress of that, of, gosh, living anywhere in California, your home could burn down anytime. And then the fire season has also gone from being the three months in the fall when there tends to be high winds at the end of the dry season to starting before the rains are even over in May or June and continuing through November and December. Mm -hmm. Yes. Nonstop with smoke for months on end, like heavy poor air quality for months on end. So just that physical stress and then the emotional stress really adds up. And so it becomes an imperative for us to maintain our, our health yeah. to, to seek out ongoing nourishing and therapeutic mm -hmm. methods that aren't just the crisis, uh, the crisis, um, management 
that is often what you get when you go to the doctor. Because if you go to the doctor before you have a full-blown pneumonia, they don't really have much to offer you for chronic coughing or things like that. Whereas herbal medicine and herbalists do. They say, look at the herb. These herbs will nourish your different body systems mm -hmm. to function at a higher level, will help them to eliminate the toxins more, with more strength and vigor yeah. than if you don't uh, have that added nutritional and medicinal support. And so I am constantly trying to educate my community. That's part of the reason why I'm doing this video with you because we didn't have fires in my town, although very close this year, and, but smoke all year round. And now I have people calling me for my lung teas and lung support formulas faster than I can keep up with the demand. <laughs> and so, you know, people calling me, when the smoke hit our town, it was like I had several numerous calls to get it together and make a new batch before I had the wherewithal to make it. So, um, and people calling me who've moved out of state even saying, I ran out of my lung rub. Can you send me a new jar? Or somebody's coming to visit. Can you send him home with a new jar? And, you know, and so it's, it's, it feels good that this information is, is getting spread and, and that we're, that we're being able to educate people about the, the benefits of using herbal remedies to recover from this. So can you share a little bit about, um, about some of your ingredients in your teas and your balms that are particularly helpful for the different aspects of what can go on for people? Sure. Um... Uh, I did want to add in with the whole flower essence thing, one, uh -huh. one extra flower essence, which is echinacea, uh -huh. it's the flower essence, and it is for PTSD. It's great for PTSD. For um, That's what my experience, especially with it, has been with um, having, like, when your, your self has been shattered and you're kind of in those pieces, um, it brings back this core strength you know, back to us and pulls those pieces back together. And it is amazing for people that have PTSD. So I think that's like one, that's also in the Yarrow Environmental Solution. Um, but I think that one in particular is great for, especially as you said, people that are, you know, every time you smell the smoke, you go into that kind of panic state or, you know, or there's a fire break, a breaks out, you know, and, and you kind of go into that panic state. I think echinacea is really amazing for that one. Um, so other remedies. So we, you know, I guess starting with just the chest rubs, that's the easy one. And, um, uh, you know, we were putting things like eucalyptus, lavender, rosemary, peppermint, um, all in uh, the chest rubs. And people can also do that with just uh, you can do steams too, you know, um, with just the herbs. If you just have peppermint in your, in your yard, you can do an herbal steam and pour the boiling water over the plant and uh, use a towel and just inhale that steam is amazing. And um, uh, I, I wish people just knew even that part, you know. Well, that you would are telling them. And the same is true for mullen. I mean, mullen grows like a weed. Oh, in yeah yards and you can just pick a fresh leaf of, or two or a handful of mullen 
or even pull up the little baby plants that are growing in the wrong place. Yeah. Uh, would you put the root in there too? Wash the root? Does mullein root, do you know? Um, more of leaves, huh? Well, the leaves, yeah, are more for the lungs and, and expectorant and lung tonic. So using that as a tea is, you know, is primarily what you'd want to do. The roots are different. They're more for, um, I've heard them used for back pain issues and also for, uh, I recently saw, I think Seven Song was saying that he uses it for um, people that have the urge, urgency to urinate all the time. Okay. So yeah, so it's they're used for different things, um, but the leaf is more for the lungs. The flowers you can make ear oil, you know, for ear infections. Right, but doesn't the leaf work for the ear oil too? Um, I guess so. I haven't used the leaf for the ear oil. I have it. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty um, pretty good for that, and I use that also the mullen leaf oil in. Uh, in my nasal irrigation. Mm -hmm. So when I do neti pot, which is also a wonderful practice, yeah. to clear out the sinuses and to clear out the whole face because we're, our face is like a big sponge. We're just absorbing the world yeah. with our face in so many ways. So, um, you know, we're absorbing everything that we're seeing on the screens that we watch, the news, we're absorbing what we see out in the environment. We're absorbing the air, the, the particles in the air. We're breathing it into our sinuses. And so this practice of nasal irrigation where you pour a saline solution through one nostril and it pours out the other helps to keep that flow of eliminating and, and clearing out whatever we've absorbed into our face, which helps with tooth decay and sinus infections and even the the lung stuff that can result from the the sinuses getting over overtaxed and dripping down the back of our throat down into our lungs and then causing infection if we clear it out from the sinuses first they're meant to protect our lungs from yeah. receiving all of that stuff right so if we clear our regularly clear out our sinuses then we're less likely to end up, have it end up coming down so i put a little bit of mullein oil in my nasal irrigation and that helps to lubricate nice, and, nice. and and keep things open and flowing in the sinuses as well uh, just a little drop or two in the saline solution yeah, yeah so. similar to in ayurveda you know we use um mm -hmm. we do the nausea treatments yes and so and that's the oil medicated oils and you put them drip them into your nose and right it's amazing therapy to do, especially in this situation. You know, you do your neti and then, and then doing the nausea helps to just keep everything really lubricated and, and healthy um, on the inside. It actually also nourishes your brain or feeds your brain. Right. So. Now, uh, yeah, nourishes the brain. I feel that. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, well, yeah, there goes my brain. Yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> so... I wanted to ask you, because some of these herbs you mentioned, uh, I wanted to clarify because I've put eucalyptus, for example, in lung rubs before, and then had people with chronic asthma say that it irritates their asthma. And then I've had to adjust and make a different formula without eucalyptus. Now. I wonder what you know about that because I learned about that just from a friend saying, I can't use that. Yeah. Right. 
because it has eucalyptus. So I'm wondering what you know about why eucalyptus is so soothing for most people's lungs, but if you have severe or chronic asthma, it might not be. I think, um, number one, I think, I think addressing asthma, especially in this situation, is really important too because they are really having a hard time, the asthmatic people. Um, but uh, I do know that, um, I mean, especially people that have asthma, they're very sensitive um, with allergies in general. They're sensitive to different things. And so I am assuming that it might be just that um, individuals being uh, uh, sensitive to a lot of things or different things, you know, that's their own sensitivity. But I have, I have heard of eucalyptus, people having reactions to eucalyptus or eucalyptus being too strong for people. Um, eucalyptus, you know, I have a friend said that it kept her up all night for putting it in her diffuser. Um, so uh, people also have negative reactions to lavender. Um, almost all of the, all of the essential oils people can have different reactions to. So uh, some people are just more sensitive and especially people that have asthma, they're probably gonna have more sensitivities depending on what they've been exposed to maybe, I'm not sure. Um, so uh, I just find that the people that have asthma, they have more sensitivities just in general to herbs and everything else. So um, sometimes the essential oils are too strong for people. Right. That's making more aromatics which is infusing the whole herbs directly exactly yeah and, and so that's why i like to tell people just put the herbs you know do a steam and put the herbs in a bowl and uh it's not it's not as strong you know but it's but it's just as effective you know equally effective it's the same thing as the essential oils in there but um they're just not as uh condensed right it's a bioavailable quantity yeah. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if you think, I always think about it is if I could grow an amount of herbs in my small garden, in whatever yeah. garden, however big of a garden I'm able to tend to, right, as a person in my life, and how I can, if I can grow that amount of herbs that creates a certain amount of medicine, then that's what I'm bioavailable to receive from the plants. Yeah. Whereas the amount of herbs that have to be used to create a little bottle of essential oil is way beyond my ability exactly, to yeah. grow in the land that I have, you know, and it's just way more herbs are required to create this. So it feels like it makes more sense for a person to, to ingest an amount of herbs that you could actually grow as an individual. Exactly. It's, right. I think it's good to look at essential oils almost on the level of the way we would look at um, pharmaceuticals, you know, they're just because they're so they're that much stronger than herbs. They're that much more concentrated than herbs, you know. And so I, I don't I think people start taking it for granted because they're these little bottles and sometimes they're cheaper and or whatever people are using them a lot. But I feel like um, sometimes they get overused, you know, and we should be able to, if we can, yeah, if we can grow our, our herbs and just use what we have, that's far better and better medicine anyway. <laughs> There's a wisdom of, of, um, you know, mother earth right here. Where yeah. There, you know, I find, especially after fire, uh, in an area 
there will be uh, herbs that whose seeds sprout only after fire. Yerba, yeah. Yerba Santa, for example, is one that just came back gangbusters after our fires. Yeah. And, um, and is like providing the medicine. And that's when you get into sort of wild crafting and medicine from Mother Earth, it, there's, there's a communion, there's a relationship that starts to happen where the land sprouts up the medicine that you need. That I have that relationship with my garden where there will be uh, plants that sprout up that I didn't plant that are sprouting up, giving me the med particular medicine that I need at that time. And so, um, and so if we can make that connection, you know, and, and the thing with the essential oils I wanted to mention too, is that there are even essential oil companies nowadays that in order to sell more essential oils and make more profits are encouraging quite dangerous practices of, of indiscriminately without proper guidance and understanding um, taking essential oils internally and much too strong of dosage, dosages and things like that. So I just want people to be not aware. Not a daily use thing. No. Not uh, internal use at all. You know, yeah. and I try to tell people, if I have done it internally, that might happen once a year for me. You know, it's um, because I use it as a strict medicine in, in that sense. But yeah, I, what is it? One drop of lemon essential oil is 20 lemons. And I was like, sure, if you can eat 20 lemons in one sitting, go for it. But I don't think that you're, you know, putting that in your water is that great of an idea. So um, yeah, it's, I have, I, I was working in a, I don't think people are realizing that how bad it taxes out your, um, your liver and your kidneys and that they can't process it as well. And uh, when I was working at what's now called Remedy Garden here in Nevada City, it used to be called Halo, uh, someone came in and she was showing me how uh, she was having, she could not touch uh, an essential oil anymore. If anything touches her skin, uh, she will break out in eczema rashes. And that's because she was taking it internally in her water. She was taking the vitamins that also had essential oils in them. She was applying it some some uh, method. I'm not sure about applying frankincense essential oil around her eyes. And uh, now she's having a total autoimmune response to it all. And um, I think, you know, we're going to see that more and more. But, well, I think it is happening a lot. And people, we're just not, the stories aren't getting out as much. But um, people are starting to, things are starting to show, you know, and, and it depends on your body. It might be a couple of years down the road that, that things start not working as well. Right. But we're not meant to process essential oils at that, at that rate, you know, or, or at that quantity, yeah. not internally. No. And so, so yeah, so I just think about what can I make with the pots and pans in my kitchen, right? Yeah. Or over a campfire, right? With, with, a, with a bowl and a pot or whatever. Yeah. If I could make a thing out of clay, <laughs> yeah. right? A bowl or a pot and stick it over a fire and make a tea, that, that's a bioavailable thing. Yeah, exactly. An elaborate distiller. Yeah. I couldn't make that out of clay, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you're really talented. But <laughs> I was really talented. But, but, I, do, am, but. <laughs> yeah. but I do want to say the essential oils are great for clearing the air in your house. Like when there is smoke out in the air, 
I burn my essential oils in my diffuser to keep my air clean in my house. It does purify the air. You know, we do need them, but we don't need to take them internally, and especially not every day and in all of our drinks and everything. I don't think yeah. that's a yeah. good idea at all. And they can be very helpful diluted. Like I'll put a few drops uh, of essential yeah. oils in the, in the balms that you put, but it's diluted. Exactly, yeah. It it's has to be diluted. It's never meant to be taken as a drop, you know? No. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad we covered all that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so the other one is now mint. Mint can be um, very helpful. It opens up the bronchioles and helps, you know, clear the sinuses. The smell of the mint is so clearing. I find it to be quite cooling, however, mm -hmm. which can be very good if if someone is overly heated hot like for for example i use it with women who are having hot flashes mm -hmm. to, to help that to cool down um or if they have excess heat condition however with infection sometimes the heat is is a way that our body is killing off a virus or infection and we don't necessarily want to stop the heat Right. Uh, and 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 the same with if you don't have an infection and you don't have heat in your body and it's cold outside i don't really want to drink peppermint tea or have a peppermint steam so i'll use something like thyme or oregano uh in a steam that has more of a neutral or warming quality although I'm not sure. I think oregano is supposed to be cooling, but it's nowhere near as cooling as peppermint. I mean, peppermint, you can feel the ice. I mean, you know, <laughs> so I wonder what you have to say or recommendations you have about that. Yeah. Um, so the interesting thing with peppermint, my relationship with peppermint is it's way too cooling. I don't ever want peppermint tea ever. It makes my stomach feel weird. Yeah. Um, it's not some, I don't, I don't like it in teas in general. But um, when we were up there, I put it in the tea and that felt really good for whatever reason, because I feel like maybe the, um, the smoke and the irritation in your, your lungs like needs, just needed that opening up. Maybe it didn't need that cooling. I also feel like um, Pepperbit has this, I, it has kind of a cooling and warming, warming effect, warming it in the fact that it like stimulates circulation in some way. It, it gets, it's penetrating, right? So maybe that's it. But I, in general, uh, so it did feel good in that tea. It did feel good to drink it there. Um, not in large amounts, of course, I just put a pinch in there, but um, uh, that felt good. But in general, I don't like, it's too cooling for me and for a lot of people. And so I don't normally use it. And so uh, the things like time, people don't realize how amazing time is as a medicine um, and how opening it is opening for the lungs, you know, and it is uh, also antifungal for the lungs and, and, and things like that. And uh, Oregon grape, I mean, not Oregon grape, I'm sorry, uh, uh, oregano, what you just said. Um, but other things that I like to do just for opening the lungs, one of, I mean, I love OSHA, but it is a, um, at risk plant at this point. Um, so it's amazing for fighting off, uh, infections and things like that. But, um, so I, I use it, it's kind of my, uh, 
uh, more acute issue plant. Now, but, it, it, but it's an amazing medicine for the people that are actually suffering right now. Yeah, my husband though, he did a lot of research about OSHA because he really got into OSHA. And because it was an at-risk at plant, it's not one that I have invested a lot of investigation into. Uh -huh. um, it's also pretty intimidating as a plant. I don't know if you've ever seen photographs of it. It's very spiky and kind of scary as a plant. <laughs> and so it's not been something I felt really drawn to. It's also very strong, like uh, it's, it's very strong, very intense. But my husband has been into it and he was telling me, someone was asking me for OSHA and I'm like, I don't have any OSHA. Well, because you can't find it. You know, I, I've had a really hard time finding it. My husband found some tincture, but he said that what he found out is that you're not supposed to take it once you're in, once your illness has already begun that it's for prevention more and once you get sick it doesn't necessarily help you much do you know much about that i haven't heard that i know that about astragalus uh-huh but um no i haven't heard that i okay. and that hasn't been my experience because of definitely that's that's kind of my um it's not the first one I ever recommend to people. Mm -hmm. It's like once they're already having a hard time, I say, okay, then we'll go to the ocean, you know? But um, yeah, I haven't, oh, sorry. <laughs> I haven't uh, heard that at all. So that's interesting. I'll look into it though. Yeah, I guess he must have read an article somewhere. He hasn't yeah. really studied herbalism except right. Yeah. Me. And then since I wasn't into OSHA and he heard from someone else, yeah. he did his own research, you know, so, um, and he was telling me, tell her not to yeah, take yeah. it if she's already yeah. sick. And I'm like, okay, you read an article. So what's really true is, um, is the verdict is out about that. What, what? I, I mean, I, that's, that would be my go-to for things like bronchitis, once bronchitis has set, set in, pneumonia, anything like that. I, that's when I bring in OSHA. Because it's like, mm -hmm. it's like echinacea, probably even stronger than echinacea for the lungs, you know? It's, it's such a strong medicine that it, it really moves things out. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. I'd be interested to see, like, what the source yeah, is. Or yeah, maybe what the article research. was. Yeah, right. But it, in my experience, it, it's, it's my, uh, you know, it's, it's the one I go to later on instead of, because I don't ever start with it, you know? Right. Now, echinacea is one that I'm very friends, much friends with. And, uh -huh. um, and the way I've learned to use it, and I'd love to hear your insights about it, is to, when you have that first feeling of that little scratchy sore throat, maybe, that feels like maybe you'll be having a cold in the next couple of days or something, that's when you take super high doses of just echinacea not yeah. not echinacea golden seal yeah no only echinacea and you take uh you know eight to twelve doses in a day yeah and it can knock that cold out and so it my, the way my teacher talked about it is that it wraps itself around the infection and uh -huh. doesn't let it grow uh-huh it it and then moves it out and so I wonder what your if you've had that experience um, helping you know helping colds to not even get started by with super high echinacea doses doses at the beginning. Yeah, definitely. That's what that's what what I generally do is um, echinacea or something similar to that, and I I dose I do triple doses every three to four hours, mm -hmm. and and usually I I fight 
everything up, you know? And so, and but with that condition specifically, I, uh, I find that it's, for me, it's been best um, in the beginning, yeah, to fight things off. Or maybe when you're first getting sick, um, that's what, uh, that's when I tend to use it the most. Um, I don't really, I really don't go for it once the sickness has set in too much. Um, kind of wasting it at a certain point if you yeah and then the golden seal is actually you know I, th I think people aren't aware that the golden seal is more specific it's not like a general antibiotic herb you know like echinacea boosts your immune system and uh uh it's just an immune stimulant um but golden seal is more for uh surface infection sort of things so um but taking it internally isn't really it well no taking it internally as in on the surfaces of your lungs is fine uh if you have infection um lung infections or even uh you know on the surface of the inside of your colon you know those are still all surfaces but um or or on the skin but uh other than that, for just like general viruses and uh, other sicknesses, golden seal is not the one that you want to use. It's not as effective, but once once an infection has set in on the surface of something, then it's really effective. Golden seal is also an at-risk plant, yeah. if not endangered. Well, um, and my body tends to reject these at-risk plants. I think there's like yeah. a, a, a secret collusion with yeah. my body has because <laughs> they, I, can't they take, an agreement. <laughs> I can't take golden seal. If I take it, yeah. it comes back out. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, it's a strong medicine. It's amazing. It's a very strong medicine. It's, um, uh, I think it is great. It has saved me from, uh, you know, severe... I'm not sure what I had a long time ago, maybe bronchitis or something like that. Um, but uh, it is a very strong medicine. The the berberines in there are um, um, amazing antibiotics. But we have other options like Oregon grape, and uh, and that one is just as strong, or, or probably not just as strong. But you can take it on a regular basis. It doesn't wear your body down, and um, it's just not endangered either, huh? Yeah, and it's not endangered. You can grow it in your garden. My body doesn't have that same reaction to Oregon grape. I guess that's how I know it's not endangered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just you have a little radar, but yeah. um, it is more of a tonic, immune tonic sort of herb. But it works um, as an antifungal and antimicrobial just as well to me. So as long as you take it, it just you would have to take it in higher doses. Golden seal is very strong. But Oregon grape still works for just fine for those things. I could sit here and talk with you about herbs all afternoon. <laughs> Thank you so much for the work you're doing to support the people recovering from the major fires here in our community, uh, here in Northern California, in Paradise and Chico. Um, uh, you're planning on going again, right? To bring yeah. all of these herbs and all of your herbal expertise and, and wonderful healing presence with your students and other volunteers to Paradise and Chico area. Yes, we're um, going in the next week. Um, okay. I'm also supporting other, just I, I do want to add in real quick that I am trying to support the other people. There's Elderberry Apothecary up there that's been, they've been on the ground doing it daily, 
or almost daily. Um, and and they're, they're from Chico, so they're just in the community. And so I'm also trying to, my intention is to make extra medicines and to give it to them to just have and put out there Wonderful. on a regular basis. Yeah. Right okay, and so you're taking donations for this medicine making for to share it with the community um and how can how can people get in touch with you what are the best ways to do that and you don't have to spell it all out uh because we'll put links uh okay. make put links wherever we're sharing this video we'll put links um but you can just say how how are the best ways to get in touch with you and to share you know give donations or send you know, physical donations, herbs and things. Yeah. Um, I will say a lot of people are finding me on Facebook right now. Um, and that's just under my name. And then also, uh, um, I have Wild Temple Community Clinic at Gmail. And you can do pay PayPal donations that way. Um, or you can email me and ask for my address. And, and I'm getting herbs shipped here. So, so those are probably the best way. Say it again, Wild Temple community clinic at community gmail clinic at gmail and this is a clinic and a school is that correct that you run in uh, nevada city so um the school is uh we have herbal herbal courses through the school we don't we haven't quite set up a clinic at the school yet uh -huh. this but um i just kind of pushed it forward to make this happen um so it's it is going to be happening in the future, but you know, it's just that the fire happened and yeah. I was like, I have to do something. And well, it, is. it is a community clinic because exactly. you're, you're offering clinical support to the community. Yeah. So your so is good. It will grow and it will, it will be more, more regular of a, a clinic through the school. But for now we're just going up to Chico and trying to take them what we can. So beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. So wonderful. Thank you again for yeah. joining me. And, um, I look forward to possible collaboration and supporting each other in our community herbal outreach and service. So thank yeah. you again. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so please support Amy's uh, efforts to to help everyone with these with these herbs. Those who are listening to this, and um, I also uh, would gratefully accept donations for the herbs that I'm giving to my Northern California community as well. Um, I've been supporting the Harbin Hot Springs community for three years since it burnt down with herbal support formulas. And there are many people all over the world that are waiting for Harbin to reopen. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and so if you want to make a donation for, for any of those herbs, you can um, do that through me as well. Just reach out to me through Facebook or through the email, wherever you've received this video, you'll be able to contact me about supporting my herbal uh, outreach programs as well. So thank you everyone so much. And um, we'll talk again soon. Take good care. Thank you for listening to these, this wonderful interview with Amy and for your generosity in supporting the fire survivors in Northern California. You can make donations to Amy Branham through her PayPal account. Just go to paypal.com and enter 
for the account to give money to Wild Temple Community Clinic at gmail.com and make your donation. And I'm offering free perks from, from my offerings to those who donate certain amounts at this time. So if you donate $36 or more, you will receive free of charge some of the online courses or services like my all-access pass to the Womb-Centered Healing Temple Opening Summit if you donate $54 or more. Um, And all of those offerings, anything on my website, I will match your donation with an equal um, service or product of equal value on my website. So you can check out my website at samamorningstar.com and any electronic service that you find there, courses or summits that are appealing to you, donate that much, that much, that amount to this Fire Survivors Project with Amy Branham, and I will match your donation by giving you free of charge one of those services. I hope that makes sense. Um, feel free to reach out to me through my website, samamorningstar.com, if you have any questions about that. And just send me the receipt, your PayPal receipt, with the amount and and which product or service you are interested in from my website. All right, take good care, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to these, this wonderful interview with Amy and for your generosity in supporting the fire survivors in Northern California. You can make donations to Amy Branham through her PayPal account. Just go to paypal.com and enter for the account to give money to Wild Temple Community Clinic at gmail.com and make your donation. And I'm offering free perks from from my offerings to those who donate certain amounts at this time. So if you donate $36 or more, you will receive free of charge some of the online courses or services like my all-access pass to the Womb-Centered Healing Temple Opening Summit if you donate $54 or more. Um, And all of those offerings, anything on my website, I will match your donation with an equal um, service or product of equal value on my website. So you can check out my website at samamorningstar.com and any electronic service that you find there, courses or summits that are appealing to you, donate that much, that much, that amount to this Fire Survivors Project with Amy Branham 
and I will match your donation by giving you free of charge one of those services. I hope that makes sense. Um, Feel free to reach out to me through my website, samamorningstar.com, if you have any questions about that. And just send me the receipt, your PayPal receipt, with the amount and and which product or service you are interested in from my website. All right, take good care, and we'll talk to you soon.